you need to challenge your own beliefs about yourself and mm-hmm. do it often. Yeah. Because the more you tell yourself you can or can't do something, the more likely you are to do or not do that thing. Welcome to the Aspire to Inspire podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Griffin. I'm a personal trainer and mindset coach on the Gold Coast. In this podcast, we dive deep into discovering your purpose, accepting your limiting beliefs, and stepping into the power of your most confident, authentic self. Are you ready to become the girl you've always dreamed of? All right, well, let's get into the podcast. Oh, guys, you're going to absolutely love this conversation. When I'm telling you that this girl and I are basically going to become best friends after this chat, I'm not even lying. Lauren is a personal trainer in Sydney. She's been in the business for five years and she actually was a dancer before, which I find so fucking interesting that she went from dancing to becoming a PT. She's got so much knowledge behind the fitness industry and so many like little things that have kind of sparked her interest over the past few years into why she became a PT. And this conversation gets so deep into the raw reality of the fitness industry. And I can't bloody wait for you guys to listen to this podcast and get to know Lauren a bit more. So let's just jump straight into it. This is so bloody exciting. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I'm super excited as well. I can't wait for this. Oh my God. This is so cool. And you know what's really crazy? You are like the first person that I've interviewed on my podcast. Do you feel special? Honestly, that's such an honor. Honestly, I <laughs> love your work. Love what you do. When you said you came out with a podcast, I was like, this girl's epic. Like she's just going to go to new lengths and new new levels here. So I was super excited and really grateful to be part of this. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Honestly, I can't actually remember how we connected or where this whole situation started. I just remember that I've been following you for quite some time now. And yeah, I was thinking about it like recently and I was like, how how did we even get to know each other? But I think, I reckon it was like a mutual situation where like you popped up on my feed and I was like, oh, this bitch sounds sick. And then I followed you and then that was kind of the situation. And we just kind of been back and forth, like liking (laughs) each other's photos and stuff. And then I was like, you know what? This girl's really got her life together. And you know what? I was like, she resonates so well with me because I'd go on and I'd read all of your, your quotes. And then I was like, I'm going to start doing quotes. And then I started doing quotes. <laughs> and I just got They're really so inspired. powerful. <laughs> I know. But I just got really inspired by your entire Instagram feed and how empowering it was. And I was like, fuck yeah, this bitch is on it. And I love that. Oh, um, thank you so much. That honestly <laughs> means the world. Like um, I truly try and speak as much from the heart as I can and like yeah, no. as much stuff that is relevant to my life and everyone else's. So it means, yeah, it means so much. And I feel the same about you, like all the stuff that you post. I'm like, yes, this is fire content. Oh, <laughs> yes. Awesome. All right. Well, um, the first thing that I wanted to ask you before we go any d- deeper into this potty, all right, obviously we're on the Aspire to Inspire podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that I wanted to bring to this podcast is people to be able to talk about what aspired them and what inspires them, okay? Two different complete words. Now, I love it. Aspire basically means to reach for a goal or you want something, you aspire to have something, if you will, okay? And obviously you understand what inspire is, to inspire another person, to inspire someone else's actions, okay? So what was something that you've always aspired to do, have, or be? Honestly, I have always just aspired to be happy. Like, I know that sounds so cliche, but happiness, yeah. like it's so underrated. Mm. When you're in like a state of pure happiness mm. and just like everything's flowing, everything feels aligned, there's nothing like it. So I constantly aspire to just have happiness and abundance in my life. And I guess in terms of like what I aspire to be, yeah, 
I aspire to be balanced. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really, really big thing. And I think we're yeah. probably going to go into this more, but yeah. being in the fitness industry, there's a lot of discretion that is mm-hmm. used when we come to, to what balance actually means in your life. But for me, I've always just aspired to be balanced and as balanced as possible. So oh, yeah. Awesome. I love that. That's sick. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So let me ask you as well, what does inspire mean to you? So what have you been inspired by in your life or how do you use inspiration in your current present life? I think what I've been inspired by, like Mm -hmm. in terms of other people, other like influence, I suppose you could say, I've always just been inspired to be the best version of myself. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that's really been lost and is starting to be refound, particularly when we look at social media, yeah. different people who have certain platforms. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more encouragement and inspiration to just be yourself mm-hmm. and like be the best version of mm-hmm. yourself. And so when I think about what I've always been inspired to be, it's probably that is just being my best self. Mm-hmm. And then I guess like what I want to do, what I want to inspire is other people to be their best selves as well. You know, we'll probably go into it again today, but more yeah. comparison and there's so so much yeah just comparing ourselves to other people absolutely all we can ever be is ourselves so why not just be the best version of that and I think if that's if I can inspire people to do that then amazing like my job is done (laughs) oh awesome that's so homely and you know what that's so wholesome of you to say that because that's exactly like the way that I look at it as well because there's so much fucking negativity in the world especially now social media has become like every single person's on it right so it's really hard to be able to differentiate like people's thoughts and feelings because everything's so different online. So it's really Definitely. nice that you can be like, yeah, like really wanting to inspire people to really be their true authentic selves, which is obviously like your biggest mantra, right? To be Absolutely. able to help coach women, obviously, to become that, which is so amazing. Yeah. I mean, that means so much. All right. So I need to know a little bit about you. All right, Del. Mm-hmm. Let's go a little bit deeper into your okay. personal life and <laughs> let's go deep. Okay. Yep. I want to know all the ins and outs of your life. All right. Mm-hmm. So who are you? What are you about? Where are you born? All the things. Tell me all the deets. Let's go. Mm-hmm. All right. So I am Lauren. <laughs> I live in Sydney in Australia. I grew up in the Hawkesbury area. So like near the Blue Mountains, really, nice. really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I guess like what I'm about is just like adventure, action. I, I would say I'm a very active person just in general. Like obviously mm-hmm. that's my job, but mm-hmm. just I love being outdoors. I love being in nature and that's kind of how I was brought up as well. So I'm really lucky to have that foundation and that basis in my life. Both my parents were always like, get outside, go do stuff, like have mm-hmm. some fun, ride your bike, run around the block, jump on the trampoline for hours on end. And I think I'm really grateful to have had that experience because that just brings so much fun and enjoyment into my life now as an adult, which mm-hmm. I know we're all just trying to figure it out as we go. But <laughs> yeah. I think that's what I like. Like I said, I aspire to be happy. Mm. Like if you can't have happiness in your life, what's the point? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's basically like the gist of sort of the style of my life growing mm-hmm. up, I guess, was always mm-hmm. like very action-packed, full on. I did dancing. So I did ballet from a very, very young age, like before I started school, right up until a couple of years ago. So until I was, I think 20 or 21. Mm -hmm. So constantly like multiple afternoons a week on weekends, we had competitions, we had like end of year concerts, like there was all of that stuff. So So grateful to my parents for like driving my sister and I back and forth constantly to these (laughs) stuff. But yeah, I think like I formed such a connection through I call it a sport. A lot of people don't think dancing is a sport, but it's a sport. Absolutely. Um, so it's a sport. <laughs> 100%. So I've always formed connections through sport, through activity. Yeah. I played netball. I did athletics for a few years, like all those sorts of things. You're just building more relationships with people. And that's kind of transferred now really well into what I actually do 
in my everyday life, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And it's not really something I ever saw for myself when I was younger, but Mm -hmm. it kind of just evolved. Like as things do, they just, you know, you fall into the place where you're actually meant to be. And I think that's, that's where I'm at right now. So Mm. awesome. And you're a personal trainer. I am. Like myself, which is really cool. Um, And how long have you been a personal trainer for? So I became a PT back in 2017, I want to say. Yeah, 2000 and end of 2016, early 2017, maybe. Yeah. So about five years now. Oh, yeah, cool. it would have been 2017 for sure. Right. Yeah. Awesome. And what kind of made you get into the fitness industry or becoming a PT? What was that drive method there? So I, funnily enough, when I left school, I went to uni to do journalism. That's all I ever wanted to do. I wanted to be the editor of a magazine, wanted to sit in an office all day, be really creative, work in like fashion sort of thing. So I did journalism because I loved writing. Like Mm -hmm. I I love talking and I love writing. So I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm so going to do this. Worked really hard, got into uni, jumped into this course in like February, the year after I finished school. And I was like, what is this? Like this was completely not what I expected I was like Mm. I hate this like instantly I just hated it and I'm like no I'm gonna stick it out I'm gonna do this like give it a good go Mm. I got six months in and I was like I need a break like I didn't know if it was uni I didn't know if it was the course I was doing but I was like I need to step back so I spoke to my parents and I was like look I'm really hating this I know it's all I've ever wanted to do but I'm leaving. And they were like, why don't you just defer for six months? So I did that. I deferred my course. And at the time I was training at a gym just in my local area, kind of knew the owner through like one of my friends from school. And so Mm -hmm. we were sort of just chatting one day in the gym and he, you know, knew that I had left uni and we were chatting about that. And he goes, why don't you go and do your PT course? And Mm -hmm. I was like, what do you mean? I'm not a trainer. He's like, yeah, but you love talking to people. You've had an active life. You are really good at making connection and you're always in the gym. Like you just love it. And the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? That actually does sound like a really good idea. Mm. And honestly, when I first did that course, I was sort of like, even if I don't use it for a job, it's something to fill in the time while I just sort of figure out what I want to do. And I know that I'll enjoy it and I can use it for my, you know, for my own knowledge and my own training. And literally like two days into the course, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is me. So yeah, I honestly kind of just fell into it but I haven't looked back since. So that's pretty, it's pretty cool to say that. Like, like I said, you fall into where you're meant to be in the world. And I really do believe that. Oh, that's so cool. What an interesting path. So obviously you went from a dancer, which, okay, dancing is a sport. Anyone 100%. Who says it's not a sport. I'm very confused and go talk to your therapist. Um, yep. <laughs> but yeah, so you obviously went from dancing. So obviously that's still, is it still part of your life in the smallest bit or do you, tend to go back to dancing or do you just want to full like stay in the fitness industry stay as a PT like is any drive method to kind of go back to doing dance in particular I think look it's never really something that I've considered for myself as like more of a career path I don't know Mm. if I'd like sort of divert my journey back into that but it is something that I really miss and I think it's again like because you just something about the music and like moving your body and just having this connection like it's just so special and knowing what your body can do as well which Mm. I'm really really big on whether it's walking, running, lifting weights in the gym, hiking, like any rock climbing, it could be anything. Mm -hmm. But for me, dancing, I think really cemented that. It was like, wow, like look at what my body could do. I, you know, like I said, I did ballet from a very young age and I like to laugh and tell people, I'm like, people are always like, oh, you must be so flexible and this and that. And I was like, I couldn't touch my toes until I was like 14 years old. (laughs) And then I was finally able to sit on the ground and touch my toes. That was like the biggest thing for me because I was like, look what my body can do. Like, this is so cool. And I think like growing up, doing a sport that was really reliant on like ability and improving your ability. You know, you're always just in competition with yourself. You're never competing against other people, even at 
competitions yeah it was all about just being the best that you could be yeah and like I said being the best version of yourself so I think if anything it's more the values that I took mm-hmm. from from dancing and it still will always be a huge part of my life like it yeah, took for up sure. a good 16 17 years of my childhood so mm-hmm. I'm never going to let that go. But for me, I don't think it's something I would go back and work in, okay. but I, I have taken a lot from it, which I now apply to all the different methods of coaching that I do with my clients and the people mm-hmm. around me. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cause I, I mean, I see a lot of girls do these, these heel classes, which I find so interesting. Right? I know. I feel and like I'd be intrigued to go and try one. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, I'm a shocking fucking dancer. Right. <laughs> but I reckon that you could be so shit at dancing and these girls just teach you everything that you need to. 100%. Because I know people that aren't dancers that go there and they just slay. Absolutely. Day. You and could it's like, 100% do it. Like mm-hmm. if you can lift in the gym, if you can understand like body awareness and like what you're doing in an exercise, <laughs> you can train your body to do anything. 100%. Yeah. Because like, I mean, I've been in musical theater and that was like my whole background of like music when I was a That's kid. Amazing. Right? Yeah. I actually played Annie in the Annie musical when I was like 13 oh. years old. Yeah. Really funny. No one really so knows so. that. Here we are. Now everyone does. <laughs> telling my story. And I just never could dance because I was like, I really want to get into musical theater. But the one thing that you do need to have is dancing technique the and, to dance. yeah. and she could not fucking do anything. I mm-hmm. loved the thought of dancing but I sucked at it. Right. And I still suck at it. But like, it's interesting because like, yeah, I always wanted to be in musical theater and they were like, you have the acting down packed, you have the music down packed, you've got the writing, the voice, all the things, but yeah. you can't fucking dance to save your life. So you're getting listed on. And Not like, quite a triple threat. I was like, okay, amazing. My, my life here is done. It's yeah. all good. And yeah. now I'm like, maybe I should just go back to these hills places and, you know, check it out. But again, I'm terrified of these places well if i'm ever up your end of the coast we'll do a class together oh my god that sounds amazing but i'm Let's also still it. terrified <laughs> i'm not sure how my body would react but we'll see how it goes awesome so i love that you've been in the fitness industry for so long it's definitely one of those industries as so fucking saturated dude like 100 when i can see like if i could have a dollar for every single time someone said to me you're not going to make it in the fitness industry because it's so saturated it's I'd probably be a, yeah <laughs> I'd probably be a millionaire I wouldn't need to have this conversation but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so not right right yeah. like there's literally so many PTs in the Gold Coast yes oh in the Gold Coast in particular but in like the yeah. world yes but you have to be a certain human to be able to deal with this type of industry because it is very I want to say taxing on your mental health because you are basically becoming a therapist to your clients if you will and that becomes quite stressful for anybody who's in the fitness industry to be able to take on all of that negative energy from another person but you like trying to turn it into a positive energy by training them giving them the confidence all those types of things it's a lot on your mental health and I don't think people really understand how deep it can get for PTs that are so invested in their clients. So mm-hmm. one thing I wanted to ask you is obviously you've been doing it for so long, like a long time. I haven't been a PT for five years. I think it's been like three, two, mm-hmm. I don't know. Not long enough, obviously. Um, <laughs> Definitely long enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see the hurdles already that come into the fitness industry. But if there was one thing that you wish that the fitness industry didn't have, mm-hmm. what would that be? Oh, that is a tough question. Yeah. One thing. If I could pick one thing, if I could pick anything that I think would have the biggest impact on me, on my clients, on mm-hmm. everyone that I've worked with, it, if there was one thing that the fitness industry could just get rid of tomorrow, it's a focus on what your body looks like because I Absolutely. hate that. Mm-hmm. Like I hate it. Yeah. Like you were saying, like 
there are so many more benefits to exercise. It's great for your mental health. It's great for a sense of routine. It's great for building self-confidence and self-belief. It's great because it just gives you a hobby or something to enjoy. There's Mm -hmm. a social element to it. Like you're meeting Mm -hmm. new people and it's totally, and like, I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. You are completely allowed and entitled and open to have wants to change your body. You're allowed to have weight loss goals. You're allowed to have weight gain goals. You're allowed to want to build muscle or get Mm -hmm. leaner or whatever it is, but that can't be the only focus. And I think there's definitely a shift that's occurring now. And I think we're really, I'm really grateful to be a part of this industry now that is changing and growing. But when I first came into the fitness industry, I was terrified because I thought I don't have a six pack. People aren't going to want to train with me because I don't look like I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously there's a lot, there's a lot of deeper levels to to self-love and body confidence and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But as a professional in this industry, I came into it going, why would people train with me? Because I don't look like her or because I don't look like someone who goes to the gym. I don't have lean arms. I don't have super toned legs. I don't have a big booty. I don't have a small weight. Like I'm just a regular girl, which now I've found is my fucking superpower. Absolutely. And you would be the exact same, right? You just, you preach being your best self. Mm -hmm. But when there's this huge focus on what your body looks like, and this, like I said, I've experienced that from a professional standpoint, being like, people are going to ask me, I've literally had and I don't want this to sound bad. I've literally had guys come into the gym and whether they said it jokingly or not, I don't know, but they've come in and like, you know, you have a bit of a relationship with people who come and you see them every day and they've got, Oh, show us your abs. And I was like, I don't, I don't have abs. I've never had abs. <laughs> Even when I was 16 and 20 kilos lighter than I am now, I didn't have abs. Like it's just not in my genetic makeup and that's okay. But I was like, what does that say about me? Am I not, am I not entitled to actually be training people because I don't have the ideal, like ideal desirable body? Yeah. And like I said, I think that's really shifting and changing now, which is so important and so great. And I'm really happy to be a part of that. But if, yeah, if there's one thing to circle back to your question, there's (laughs) one thing that the fitness industry should get rid of. It's a focus on what you look like. I most wish that gyms didn't have mirrors. And I know that sounds really silly because they're really helpful for checking your form and technique and stuff. And I use them as a coaching tool to be like, okay, so you can see how you're doing this, you know, et cetera. I, re- I honestly reckon if gyms didn't have mirrors, everyone would be so much happier because you're you know, not looking at other people. You're not looking at yourself. Yeah. You're fixated on how you're looking. Like it's huge. It's so crazy that you mentioned that because I've always thought that, right? Like for so long, I was like, I need to look a certain way in order to be PT. At the end of the day, like your body does not shape you as a human being, no. um, but you can make it shape you as a human being, but in a negative way. So I definitely Absolutely. see that, that there are so many girls, especially on the Gold Coast. Like I'm literally calling out the fucking Gold Coast right now, but this is the reality <laughs> of my podcast. I'm raw and real, right? But there is so many women on the Gold Coast in particular that a blonde, blue eyes, fucking shredded, look absolutely stunning, have an ass- a massive Instagram following, all the things, and they become a PT because that's what like the ideal look is supposed to look like. Yes, in society, that's so common to want to look like that because that's what women then really want to look like. But I think that's just so wrong in so many ways because how people like you and I, where we have naturally curvy bodies and you know we're all about lifting weights, not about having abs, all the things, like how do we compete in an industry saturated with those types of women that social media has idolized to be the ideal PT or the ideal body type? Absolutely. I think this really, for me, this really hit home during lockdown. So we had lockdown 2020, 2021, right? Mm -hmm. The first lockdown, I literally a month in, I was like, 
God, like every man and his dog is now a fitness influencer. Mm -hmm. They're all posting home workouts. They're all, and I was like, how do I compete with that? Mm. How do I compete with people who are Insta famous influencers and they're posting their workouts and people are following along? I was like, Mm. who's going to buy a a home program from little Lauren with her 1000 followers? Like it's really, really hard. And again, that's that comparison game. But image, unfortunately, is still a huge thing. And I think, I think for me, what I try and really preach, and like you said, like I've got lots of quotes on my Instagram, I've got lots of, mm. you know, like written content because I think there's so much more to to life and to having an influence online than just posting photos of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I would much rather post photos of myself at the beach with a roll of fat on my stomach or mm-hmm. hiking up a mountain with cellulite on the back of my leg <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Or yeah. like sitting on an assault bike at work with my hair like, flying everywhere like I would much rather post that real stuff and don't get me wrong there is still photos where I'm like standing and posing and smiling for the like for the photos and that's totally fine as well absolutely I would much rather post that sort of stuff so that if people are aspiring to be like me it's because of the lifestyle that I'm living it's not because of how I look Mm, and I think that's something that has taken me so so long to learn and it's I'm not saying I'm perfect I'm not saying I'm sitting here and I don't have days where I'm insecure about my body or where I think oh gee if only my arms looked like that maybe that person will want to train with me like I'm only human we're all only human we're allowed to have those thoughts as well Mm -hmm. but I think a really big thing has been like shifting the concept that the way I look has nothing to do with my value as a person, nothing to do with the type of friend or partner or family member or sister or daughter that I am. It has nothing to do with my value or expertise or knowledge or experience as a coach. Mm -hmm. Like it has nothing to do with that. I could wear a gigantic hoodie and a baggy pair of trackies and a beanie and cover everything up and people should still want to train with me. And this goes for everybody, not just for me, but people should still want to train with me because of the lifestyle that I'm living, because of the messages that I'm, you know, preaching and putting out there. Mm-hmm. And because of the connections that I've built with people, the self-confidence I've helped them develop, all of those things, yep. to me, that is so much more important than getting a six pack. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. that's something that's taken a long time to learn. And I'm still in the process of learning and cementing for myself and for all my clients as well. Yeah, no, it's actually crazy because that is literally... When, when you said something about like in, in COVID when we like, you know, all PTs lost all their jobs, right? And mm-hmm. we have to go fully online. That's when online coaching became like the biggest fucking thing, right? And everyone was an online coach. Like two years ago, online coaching was like minuscule. No one it fucking was rare, did it yeah. because like no one understood how it worked, all the things. And uh, it was like, yeah, this is a big influencer that used to have it, like Lauren Simpson, all those types of big yeah. fucking influences, which are amazing. And they're all fitness trainers, like good on them, but it's unrealistic to compare ourselves with those types of people because they're brought up in a following lifestyle. Whereas we are trying to make an impact for women in particular that just want to feel, look, and be their best authentic selves. We 100%. don't care about how many followers we have. We don't care about the likes on an image. Cause honestly, I was like that. I had a following, I had an Instagram account. She was big. She was huge, all the things. But then I was like, I don't resonate with that because that girl on that Instagram account is so fake. That's not me. Yeah. And like, that's so huge of you to be able to come out now and say that and be like, Hey, that is what I was doing. I've changed my mind. And like, I literally posted something yesterday. I'm like, you're actually allowed to change your mind. You're allowed Mm -hmm. to say something. And then later on conflict with what you said, because we're all growing and evolving Mm -hmm. as human beings, as people, we're constantly changing. 
you're allowed to set goals and then six months later be like you know what I actually don't want to achieve that anymore I want to do something else and that's fine Mm -hmm. and like you said for you to have had that approach in the past and that's what was fulfilling you then is you were living for the likes and for the followers Mm -hmm. and now you're like wow there's so much more to my life this is what I can actually bring to the table that's so empowering and that's like again this podcast your Instagram that's fucking huge like that's so empowering and powerful to so many women Mm -hmm. who are going to listen to this and see these things like isn't that awesome though? Like, isn't that cool that that's a part of our job now, what we get to do? Absolutely. And, you know, there's definitely so many different areas of like being in the fitness industry, being like a self-development junkie, all the things, but what's actually really true to your fucking soul is what you believe about yourself is going to resonate with how you believe with your clients. Is that how that connection happens? Because if you are talking all about like, confidence, happiness, fucking podcasts, all the things, but then you don't actually action those things. You don't mm-hmm. actually do the things that you say that you're going to do. And I said this in my last podcast. I felt fucking raw about it. Yes. I'm pretty sure you remember <laughs> saying that. Yeah. Like I was like, bitch, I was not doing self-development when I said I was. But it's the same thing with Instagram. These women and these people, these influencers, if you will, a lot of the times they're so much different in person. I've let, I've met so many influencers over the last six months in particular that are completely different in person. But what I want to be able to do is to be able to have an influence but be raw, authentic at the same time. And I think that's why I resonate with you so much because you're exactly that. You have an influence but you are so authentic and raw that people can really resonate with you, which is so fucking important when they want to invest in a coach or a mentor or anything like that. They have to be able to trust in you and they can't trust in someone if they don't believe that everything they're doing is authentic. And that's kind of where the stigma behind being an influencer in the fitness industry is such a stigma because at the end of the day, these women that come across and post all like all these types of photos trying to empower women, that's generally not always the case. 100%. Um, And I think like you said, like there's, there could be other stuff going on behind the scenes and like mm -hmm. you'd like to think that people are being as honest as they can be and being actually truthful, but you know, they could say, oh, do this workout and follow this diet and you'll look like this, which like, mm. hey, it's not really genetically possible. You're never going to look the same as someone else, even if no you way. did eat and train the same. But yep. they could put that out there and say, oh, this is the program I used and this is the diet I followed to get here. But they could have been doing something completely different. And mm-hmm. you don't know, like you no. don't know those things. And I think like, again, that's the hardest part with social media is like practicing that discernment and actually going, is this person being honest or are they just mm-hmm. trying to trying to make a quick buck? And it's totally fine. You know, like you said, there's heaps of people out there that are posting these workout guides and they're getting lots of money from it. And awesome. Like if that's what fulfills their life, then that's great. But I think what you and I do and what a lot of coaches in this space do is Mm -hmm. try and bring something deeper to it. Try and bring, like I said, there's more to it than just how you look. It's about self-confidence, self-belief, all of those things. If we can bring more of that side of things and be more real and be more authentic online, like you said, it builds trust with your audience. It builds trust with your clients. It builds trust with your friends and the people around you. Absolutely. You should be exactly the same online as you are in person. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really hard to do, but it's definitely possible. And like I said, there is a shift happening, which is really nice. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I've definitely been guilty for sure being fucking fake online. Like, absolutely. I've edited my photos. I've 100%. used Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. I've done all the things. I've made my tits look bigger. You know, I've done <laughs> I love all that. the things. Yeah. <laughs> I was definitely guilty of pretending to be someone that I wasn't, but I, when I think back now, I realized I was a sad fucking girl, right? Like I wanted that validation from other people because I didn't feel that self-worth and self-belief and those, all those things that we, we fucking talked about, right? For years I've been like, yeah, be strong, confident and beautiful, all the things. But I'm like, I didn't fucking believe any of that. 
until recently, until I really yeah. started to dive deep into self-development world, but actually dive fucking deep into it. Not yes. pretend. Dive deep like you it. said, you yeah. can, there's so many people, people, sorry, that will post photos of, and I've done this in the past. I've been mm. like, you know, like nighttime journaling. And then I close the book and I put it beside my Absolutely. bedside. Yep. Like and we've all done it. Yep. But now when I post that shit, I'm actually doing it. And that's what makes the biggest difference is you can buy all the programs in the world. You can buy all the diet plans in the world. You can go and do your groceries and buy healthy foods. But if they just sit in the fridge and rot, you're not getting the benefits of them. And it's the exact same thing with self-development is you can put, you can invest all this money and say you're going to do things and buy the journal and, and all of that. But unless you're actually doing it, you're not developing self-confidence and self-belief. And that should be what it's all about. Mm. I made a post on Instagram a couple of days ago and I said, you need to challenge your own beliefs about yourself and mm. do it often. Yeah, Because the more you tell yourself you can or can't do something, the more likely you are to do or not do that thing. So mm. if I keep telling myself like, oh, I'm not a runner, I'm not a runner. And this is a good example because I'm training for a half marathon at the moment. And I kept saying to myself, I was like, oh, I'm training for a half marathon, but I'm not a runner. So the more I tell myself I'm not a runner, of course, I'm not going to get any better because I've always got this thought in the back of my head going, yeah, but you're not a runner. What are you doing? You're not yeah, a long distance runner. Mm-hmm. And the more you tell yourself those things, the more you're actually creating evidence for the fact that you can't do those things because your mindset's holding you back. If you challenge that belief about yourself, if I said to myself, I'm a long distance runner, I'm going to go run a 10K, which I did on the weekend. Oh, awesome. I was like, I was like, I'm going to go do my 10K today. I can do mm-hmm. this. It's fine. Mm-hmm. If I have to walk, I'll walk, but I'm a runner so I can run 10K. And I did it. And so that's now created evidence that I actually can do the things that before I thought I couldn't. Yeah. And that that's where self-belief comes from. It's crazy. And that's but- such a powerful tool. Yeah, absolutely. It's so crazy because I've, I don't know if you've read the book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy. No, but that sounds it's, amazing. It's fucking delicious book all right but in this in this novel man like I've learned so much about self-development in the mind but this go like we go so deep into like the science of the mind and it's fucking crazy the moment that you say right the moment you say a negative thought your subconscious does exactly that acts upon that negative thought because it's always doing everything that you tell it so the moment that you say anything negative you're going to instantly quite literally instantly become negative about yeah, a certain subjects absolutely because your subconscious is telling it's doing exactly what you tell it to do regardless that's just how the mind works it never sleeps your conscious mind does your subconscious doesn't right yeah. so it's never sleep so it's always working 110 percent all the time to make sure your life is fulfilled by what you tell it to do right so yeah. that, that's why i'm like so so important to affirm happy things if like you do i haven't been fucking happy all the time i just went through a breakup things have been kind of up and down we're going through it all the times we're getting back together it's going to be a whole another ordeal but i'll go through that <laughs> in the next podcast but anyways yeah. i was going through that breakup and i was like i'm not going to be sad about this anymore i'm not going to be sad i've literally got to show up in the morning to like present to my clients i've yeah. that's my drive right so i was like i'm happy i'm beautiful i'm strong i'm confident all the things and then i got over and i made peace with that scenario that i was going through which most people i can say most people would be bedridden for weeks not be 100%. able to get up eating chocolate losing themselves going out drinking yeah. getting on the drugs hooking up with randoms like that was me yeah. two years ago because that was how low of myself i felt because I kept reminding myself that I was like that yeah, and I didn't deserve anything more. But then when you start to really realize that you are the author, the creator and of your own story and your own life, like that's fucking cool, right? You literally so cool. can create the life that you want, but you have to believe and have faith and have that self-belief, if you will, yeah. that you can achieve that type of thing. And it all comes down to when you want to be confident as well. Like if you really want to be confident, you really want to have that business, you want to have that weight goal, all the things, you keep reminding yourself that you're going to have that 
no matter how long it takes, it's just like the same with manifestation and having all the things you want in the world. Like put it out there and your subconscious will quite literally act upon it. And sometimes it takes like a second before something random happens in your life and like, wow. It's like when you see the angel numbers, right? I see two yes. every single day, like every day. We literally started recording this at 11.11. Like, Absolutely. Like, what is that? <laughs> exactly. And I know people are going to be like, woo, 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 about the whole thing. But dude, if you actually trust and believe that that's the fucking universe, you track what you focus on. So if you're focusing on the negative, if you're like, um, I don't deserve to be in this job, for example, or I don't deserve to have this boyfriend because X, Y, and Z, my parents were in a toxic relationship. I don't deserve to have any love in my life or I'm not a runner or yeah. I don't go to the gym because I've never been in the gym or I don't eat healthy. You're never going to fucking eat healthy. You're exactly. never going to go to the gym. You're never going to have a loving relationship. You're never going to have that job that you wanted because you keep reminding yourself that you're not going to have it. Therefore your subconscious mind acts upon that. And yeah. you're just reinforcing that, that belief. Absolutely. Like the cycle repeats constantly. And it, yeah. And it never, ever ends unless you sit with yourself and you're like, you know what? I actually do believe that. I actually do want that. And then you go, fuck it. Why am I saying all these negative things? Because I know the moment I say something that I want, there is an opportunity of growth to get there. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. So, so powerful. And I think, like you said, the subconscious mind is like, it's great. It's there. It's it's a part of us, but mm-hmm. sometimes it can really be the devil. Like, Absolutely. Yep. I, I'll be working with a client and I'm like, cool, we're going to up the weight today. We're going to put the weight up. And sometimes I just don't even tell them how much it weighs. Mm-hmm. I had a client the other day. She like pressed 410 kilos. That's did crazy. I te- did I tell her how much it weighed? No, we just kept adding weights, adding weights. I was like, yeah, all right, we're going to do another eight. And she did it. And she's like, oh, that was really heavy. And I'm like, yeah, but you did it. Mm-hmm. She's like, how much did it weigh? And I told her and she was like, no, I could never do that. And I said, we just did. Yeah, absolutely. Like the same thing with the client deadlifting. She's like, I don't even want to know how much that is. I'm like, good. Because as soon as you hear that number and tell yourself you can't do it, you're not you can't be able do, to it. do it. Yeah, no. I definitely had that with the deadlift. Like, yes. I think I was trying to do like 110 kilos at one point, and I was like, that's fucking heavy as shit. Yep. I'm not going to be able to do that. But <laughs> I then, can't look this up. Yeah, and then my boyfriend was like, no, bitch, you fucking lift that weight, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, lightweight, lightweight. It's like Ronnie Coleman. What's he say? Um, <laughs> he goes lightweight, lightweight, like lightweight, and, baby, lightweight. Yeah, and I always remember Ronnie Coleman's fucking saying that, and I'm like. <laughs> If he says it's a lightweight, I'm going to yeah. pretend that it's lightweight. He, he is in your subconscious mind. <laughs> Absolutely. So I picked up this 110 kilo deadlift and it felt like 90 kgs to me. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, this is yep. crazy out there. But that's just the reality of your mind. And 100%, 100%. if you sit with that and you really want to become a certain human, you really want to aspire, inspire, if you will, right, mm-hmm. to be a certain person, then you have to believe that you deserve that. It's the same with you and your clients, right? Like I'm sure you've gone through so many ups and downs in in your business in particular, but you constantly go, you know, I'm deserving of this. This is what I want in my business. This is what I want to attract. So you're getting those people come through, which makes your business thrive in all areas that it is, um, which yeah. is really cool. And I actually wanted to dive deep into a little bit of your business whilst we're here as well. Sounds good. Although I could talk about self-development all day, every day. Oh my God, same. Time, but then we would literally be here for hours and everyone's mm-hmm. probably, you know, gotten off this <laughs> podcast by this point. But I love that you're so authentic about everything that you do say and that I resonate so much with what you're saying because there's not a lot of people, I'm just going to say this slightly, there's not a lot of people that at the age, at the limit in their mind to be able to be so authentic that they're not trying to be a certain human that stop themselves. So it's really nice Definitely. and comforting knowing that you're exactly exactly the way that you are on Instagram, which is really nice. Thank so, you. Thank you. That uh, means so much. I think it's one of those things that like 
like we said, it's all about image and mm-hmm. you think that you need to sell what people want mm-hmm. and like, you know, selling the booty program or selling the weight loss diet. And while they're all fine and good, and there's definitely people who will buy those, they're not exactly the type of people that I want to attract into my life. And like you said, like your vibe attracts your tribe, right? My clients are my fucking besties. Like yeah, so good. I go to the gym every day and I'm like, I love you guys. You're amazing. There is not one person that I train that I'm like, oh, I've got to train this person today. No, yeah. like I'm excited for every single session. And that's so empowering. Like there's definitely been times in my business where like I didn't fully align with people that I worked with. But those always, you know, those sessions, those like client trainer relationships sort of just fizzled out Mm -hmm. because it was never meant to be. And I think now I'm really at a point in my business where every single person I work with, I'm like, yeah, like, Mm -hmm. like you're, you're on the same wavelength as me. We're working in the same thing, like in the same way, we've got the same mindset and that's amazing. And I really love that I'm able to support women in that way. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think deep down always what I've aspired to do is to inspire those types of people. And now I'm actually doing that, which is really Mm -hmm. cool. But like you said, it's all about energy and it's all about being, being genuine and authentic with Mm -hmm. what you, who you actually are, what you want to bring to the table and who you actually want to help as well. And I think that's really important. When we go dive into a little bit of a business chat now, but I want to know something really interesting about your business, because I think it'll be very helpful for people that are in the fitness industry, because this is definitely something that doesn't get spoken about much, but I've had an experience where I've had to fire a client and the reason I fired this client was because we didn't align and we didn't get along. Not we didn't get along, but I didn't want to be excited about training this particular human. And obviously that took a big strain off my business because of a big chunk of my income that was coming through, right? Yeah. How do you How do you approach an objection where you're just like, you know, this doesn't feel right. I'm not yeah. really excited about this. Like quite literally, I don't yeah. care, but you really need that money. So what is the objection or what do you decide to do within yourself that's really authentic to you that makes up that decision for you? It's really, really hard. And I Mm. will just say that I've definitely been in situations like this in the past where I let it go on for too long, whether it was someone that was always late to their sessions, someone who always paid late, or yeah, like you said, someone who just sort of came in and they had these goals and I was programming for them. And I just didn't really, I didn't have that deep level of care that I do for my clients now, like with this particular person. And it's really, really hard to do because like you said, when it comes down to a financial thing, it's like, gee, like I really need this money, but also this is draining. Like Mm. I'm feeling burnt out. I'm feeling exhausted. I'm not wanting to do this. I'm dreading going to work because I have to train person A today. I think first of all, is just like check in with yourself and figure out why you don't feel like you're aligning. And if it is just, you know, they're not paying you on time or they're always late or you feel like, you know, their goals aren't what you actually want to be working towards, check back in with that and really anchor in that because I think that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing is to think about the fact that you're actually, whether you're programming for someone, whether you're doing Zoom calls or whether you're actually physically training them in person, that's taking up time and energy from your person. Like that's my energy. It's a transaction that's going out there. So if I'm quote unquote wasting this energy on a person who I don't fully align with, who isn't reciprocating that energy because they're not showing up on time and they're not respecting my boundaries when it comes to paying money, that's that then becomes a me problem because I'm the person who's still giving energy. So yeah. by freeing up that energy and getting rid of that person, you're inviting more space for someone more aligned to come into your life. And this mm-hmm. like this applies to friendships, relationships and all that stuff as well. We should treat it the same way when it comes to business. A lot of people approach business purely from strategy. I've now come to realize that it has to be a balance between energy and strategy. Like it can't just be one or the other. Mm-hmm. And that's a really important thing because at the end of the day, we're personal trainers. 
like it's all, it's about the person. It's yeah. not just about the training. So yeah, to answer your question, biggest thing is like check in with how you're feeling, realize that it's all about energy. So mm-hmm. if that person's taking up your energy in your space, by freeing that up, you then have more available space for someone more aligned to come into your life mm-hmm. and realize that in terms of the financial stress, unfortunately, and this is a really hard part about being self-employed and being a trainer and having you know fluctuations in income, but you've got to look at your business as the long game. It's not just for short term. And I've done yeah. that before. I've filled up all the time slots in my week. I used to run like 65 to 70 PT sessions a week wow. just because I was like, quick cash, I can do this. It's like, And I, yeah, okay. The books looked awesome because I had all this money coming in, but I was exhausted. I wasn't mm. socializing. My relationship was shit. My mm. friendships, I was not spending time with friends and my family. Like I wasn't a happy person to be around because mm-hmm. I was burnt out. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that all just for a quick cash grab. Whereas now my income's taken a bit of a decline because I've created more space for myself. I'm transitioning into more of a hybrid model where I'm working online and face-to-face. It's still in the development. It's still in the building phases. So is my income lower than it used to be? Yes. Do I feel more stressed than I used to be? No, which is amazing. And like, that's a huge energy shift. And it takes a lot of, like we said, a lot of personal development work as well to let go of that attachment from money because money is just a tool. Mm-hmm. but we also need it to live. So it's really hard to find that balance for yourself and every individual situation is going to be really different. But I think just looking at your business as the long game, looking at as, okay, what, what legacy am I leaving? What kind of an impact am I creating? What kind of connections am I having with people? That stuff is way more important than getting 70 bucks for one PT session with mm-hmm. someone that you don't align with. Yeah. Your energy is precious and you need to protect that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Being smart with your money and having a good money mindset, being able to appreciate that money is an energy. It comes in when you need it most, right? Absolutely. It doesn't mean that you can wake up tomorrow morning and be a millionaire, but <laughs> it means that you're, because like I said, like I, I am abundant affirmations that I say to myself on a day-to-day basis. I know that one point in my life, I will achieve abundance in all areas of my life. I will achieve wealth in all areas of my wealth. What in my life doesn't mean that I'm going to have a million dollars tomorrow. I think it's just shifting that mindset, knowing that, yes, life is a journey, right? If you have a business or if you're self-employed or if you're just chasing more abundance, understand that it is a journey. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. Be okay Mm -hmm. and be aligned with the fact that there is a reason why the universe is giving you this opportunity to grow. Because if you can't have pain, you can't have growth. That's just the way life works, right? If you can't- feel the stress, like the amount, like financial stress is a whole other level of fucking emotion, right? But if you know that in that financial stress, you're going to make that tenfold back. You don't know when it's going to come tenfold. It's like when I go pay for a coffee, right? Might spend $6 or $7 on a coffee because it's ridiculous, the price of coffee these days. But you know, I spent $7 on a coffee, right? I'm like, that's going to come back tenfold. I'm going to make $70 off that $7. Yeah. And it's an interesting way that you look at that, right? It's like, you know, that in your business or in your lifespan, you know, that there's always development in growth. You're going to go through areas of your life where it's fucking shit. You're going to go through areas of your life where it's fucking amazing, but you're also going to go through a plateau just like you do in the fitness industry. There's like you do when you're on your fitness journey, right? You go through a plateau where life's just chill. Nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. You might get bored. You know, you're not seeing results. But then you know that there's going to be an incline or a drastic decline, but you have to be able to accept when that situation occurs and how do you act upon that is your reaction. How do you react upon that and how do you actually make a difference in a change in your life, whether it's your fitness journey, whether it's your mindset, whether it's your relationship, your business, money, all the things, how do you make a tenfold return 
with yeah. that scenario. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Like, like you said, it's all energy, mm. like, and all energy is just a transaction, whether Absolutely. you're talking to someone, whether you're on the phone to someone, whether you're paying for something, mm-hmm. it's yep. all just transactional. And like you said, it does come back to you. Like it might not be immediately, immediately, but it will happen over time. Mm-hmm. And I think the more you start to approach your business like that, and obviously like it goes without saying that like you need to pay your bills and you need to live. So if you are at that point, like, unfortunately, when you're first building up a PT business, it's slow. Mm. Like you, mm. you've got to build up a client base. Yep. And at the start, you do kind of take what you can get. And that's okay because nine times out of 10, you're still attracting the type of people that are drawn mm-hmm. to work with you anyway. So yep. you're, you're more likely to end up with, with long-term clients there, which mm-hmm. is great. But sometimes you do have to make that short-term sacrifice and work with a couple of people that, you know, you might not really want to write the program, but you're like, look, that'll really help me this week to pay for my groceries or whatever it is. It depends on where you're at in your Mm. business journey. And so that's something that's really important to note as well is like everyone is at different stages. So if you're just starting out, it's totally different to me who's five years in and I'm a little bit more stable with my, my regular client income. So that's something important to note as well, but you're a hundred percent right. Like it all does come down to energy and just know that things will come back to you. If not instantly, it'll happen over time. Yeah. And it's very, very important that, you know, uh, like my audience, the people that are listening to this, they, they can really resonate with that because I think that there's so much stigma around being so fucking successful online, having all of this money, seeing these business coaches, these mentors making stupid money, charging $4,000 or $5,000 for a fucking 90 minute call or something like stupid like that. But then you have to remember that those people that are doing that, they've got a mindset of like, this is what I'm worth. Therefore I'm going to have those high paying clients. So in your business, when you're coaching clients at the gym that you might not align with, just remember that they aren't the high paying clients that you really want in your business. It's going to fulfill you satisfaction in your business financially but also in your alignment within your purpose reminding yourself that you need to keep going back to your purpose right like what what's the reason you get up in the morning it's not because that you want to be rich and have all the money in the world like that's not fucking reason to wake up in the morning and if it is seriously go back to your therapist yeah something needs to change like yeah so when i have in a situation with a client where i'm just like look i'm really not aligned with you like i just don't think a, they might not be doing the program at all. Like they mm-hmm. sign up and they're just like, nah, I can't be bothered. Or they pay late. That's fucking frustrating because I have an yeah. automated system, right? So if they don't pay, I don't, the program just doesn't work. The app doesn't yeah. access, right? So I'm just like, well, it's not going to work, babe. If you don't want to pay for it, it's not going to work, babe. Yeah. And she's like, oh, but you know, this, 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 and this, that I couldn't pay for this. I'm like, cool, that's not my problem. You have yeah. to be a dickhead in order to be Definitely. successful. And that's the thing that I think so many PTs get wrong is like, you know, you have to really care about your clients. Yes, you do. But remember, yeah. you are still a business. You're, You're still, still a human pay being. Your bills. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you're relying on your income coming from these clients, you have to be stern about how you run your business and what's important to you. Because yeah. if they have a client that's just screwing you around, and this does happen, we've all gone through it. We're all going to mm-hmm. see it. And there's definitely never going to stop in regards to clients that reach out, that want to work with you, but then fuck you over because it's so yeah. common. But just rem- remember why you started. What is the reason you want to help these people? you know, create that as your reason to get up in the morning, not to make money. Because if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. Absolutely. That's how I see it. I mean, it's so, yeah. And it's so important that you keep reminding yourself that business is hard. Life is fucking difficult. And Mm -hmm. especially if you're in this industry that's so saturated, that's so full of creators, like you're on, if you're on TikTok or social media, all those things, you have to remember like what it is it that makes you so fucking cool that people want to work with you? What is it that makes you a different 
to next person that's next to you because that is so important that you figure that out because yes most female trainers kind of similar like we do the same thing we do the same programming we've kind of got all the same vibe but there's always something different about each and every single one of us that makes more clients attracted to x y and z definitely like even though we both have the same mentality the same mindset Mm. and we both essentially run the same business modality like we're both trainers we're doing a bit of online stuff like it's all of that we're still attracting completely different clients absolutely someone who's going to work with me probably wouldn't jump over and work with you and vice versa. And that's like, that's the beauty of it is that we all have our own little superpowers. And that's Mm -hmm. the coolest thing. Like I said before, I for so long was worried that I was like, oh my God, if I don't have a six pack, people won't want to trade with me. And now I'm like, that's my superpower. I relate to people who don't have six packs, like which 99% of people don't. And that's so cool Mm -hmm. because people see that and they're like, oh, I want to work with her. She doesn't care. Like, you know, she doesn't care what she looks like, quote unquote, you know what I mean? And they're just like, oh, that's so empowering. Like I can you know, I can go to the gym at any size. I can lose weight if I want to. I can gain weight if I want to. I can go through weight loss and weight gain and not let it affect me at all. Like that's so cool. Mm -hmm. And so I think, yeah, like I said, finding your superpower and that's going to attract the people that want to work with you and that you want to work with. Absolutely. No, that's so sick. Oh God, I love this chat so much. Same, honestly. So, so good. Oh, this has been so refreshing. And like, honestly, I could talk about this forever, but then we don't want to bore anyone's fucking ears at this point. But honestly, thank you so much for this conversation. This means so much to me to be my first interview, to be live on my podcast. You should feel very special because I feel very, very special about this moment that we're sharing together right now. And, you know, I love like I said at the start, all all the way through, I love how fucking raw you are and how authentic you are and how much I align with you. Therefore, how many people are going to align with you as well, which is so exciting. So tell everybody where to find you so they can go follow you and go hook you up. I'd love to obviously share that with you guys to go check out Loz because she's fucking brilliant. Thank you so much. And likewise, like honestly, I'm so glad that we had this conversation. The easiest place to find me is on Instagram and then all my links are from there. It's just lauren.momentumfitness. And I should probably mention my business is called Momentum Health and Fitness, which yeah has been running since 2017 um but yeah lauren.momentumfitness on instagram and everything else you can access from there yeah no i will definitely be leaving those in the show notes as well so that people can go have a look have a follow but yeah thank you so much for jumping on this conversation with me i really do appreciate and i'm looking forward to the next one because i'm sure there's going to be a next one we'll Um, do a follow-up episode (laughs) absolutely all right well i'm just going to keep talking but i'm just going to close this thing all right um thank you so much lauren for coming onto this podcast i really appreciate it and i know our viewers are going to absolutely love this conversation so thank you so much and I look forward to seeing you on the next one thank you so much for having me I've had a great time (laughs) thank you Lars okay bye bye